All right, it is that time once again to hit the books here, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips. I'm merely Brad Powers. In today's episode, we are previewing the ACC divisions. No more. No more different winner in the Coastal each and every year, it seemed like, forever. Uh, it is a, you know, hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, pretty much a two-team league. Now that you remove divisions, we'll talk about those two teams here in a second. Before I get into anything, though, let's pay the bills. Keep in mind, hit the books brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. Save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check the offers available at betstamp.app slash hit the books or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it helps support the show. Kanish, ACC, we're, we're talking no more divisions, no more coastal. Obviously, the two best teams uh, were in the Atlantic side. It is Florida State. It is Clemson. Uh, I'm anxious to see if you sprinkled anything as far as any Mr. Longshot future on anybody else. But my goodness, before we dive in deep into those two teams, I mean, I think they're power rated more than a touchdown better than anybody else in the ACC, uh, talking Clemson and Florida State compared to anybody else. Yeah, no, I mean, as you said, looks like a two team. I mean, now that I think <laughs> without the without the you know the poor man's coastal here, uh, it, it makes the league uh, definitely a little bit more cut and dry here. Um, you know, hey, I like the Jeff Brom hire. Uh, obviously, yeah. North Carolina with Drake May in that. It just seems like that there, there's really nobody, though, um, even even with those things. I'm not, you know, even even that bullish on either of those, you know, two teams in the next year. Um, it does seem like we're heading towards a, uh, a top two team league. I will say, though, we might have a little disagreement in terms of those top two, uh, in terms of who should be really the top dog here. Um, and the other thing for it is, you know the the bottom of this league. I, I will say uh, there's a few you know a few few formerly proud programs that have uh, fallen on some hard times. Um, and, and we'll you know maybe a couple of coaches here uh, you know on the hot seat there. Uh, you know I don't know if Mr. Babers uh, should be too comfortable in there and start seeing what's going on. And you know um, so I'm I'm excited to see uh, and Mr. You know Mr. Elliot and even in year two here he, need, he needs to bounce back here. So uh, interesting conference top to bottom. But I agree with you that this is a you know. A big two, little, uh, you know, a uh, little whoever, uh, whatever numbers are remaining there. A little uh, 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Little <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah, in terms of uh, the top two, uh, let, let's see what we got here. Yeah, let's talk, you know, instead of talking with Clemson, the, the defending champs, let's start with Florida State. Everyone's, you know, favorite team as far as taking that next step. They took the next step, you know, last year as far as getting the 10 wins for the first time since 2016, uh, returning a ton of production as much as anybody in the entire country, as far as returning production on both offense and defense, you look at the, the offense, you know, top 10 total offense last year, top 20 in scoring offense, Jordan Travis provided he can stay healthy was one of the most improved quarterbacks in the country the last couple of years. Uh, you know, the 9.7 yards per scramble and, you know, so a guy that can beat you both with his legs and his arm, uh, they're loaded at running back wide receiver, uh, Johnny Wilson is six foot seven, providing can you not not drop it. I mean, he, he can be a, a talent there. I think the, the big reason they've taken a step in the last couple of years is the improvement on the offensive line. 
for several years. It was among the very worst at the Power 5 level. Now they have more returning career starts than anybody in the history of college football. 207 career starts on that offensive line for Florida State. Defense, they might have the best defensive player in the country, Jared Verse. At least he'll be probably most likely the first defensive player taking the next year's draft off the edge. So lots to like about this Florida State team. Schedule difficult early. They have to play LSU, obviously, in that marquee game in week one uh, in Orlando. And then they play at Clemson also in September. Other than that, they're going to be favored in the remaining 10 games. I'm a buyer. I, I am a buyer uh, on the Florida State team, the Florida State program. Um, and as you said, though, they, they come out of the gate, you know, swinging there. Big game versus LSU. If, you know, it could be one of those things if they want a, a playoff or a national title type run, probably a game they have to have. Uh, and then at Clemson. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're, I will say they did not get the, you know, the easiest break here in terms of schedule. Obviously, they, you know, they end the season with the Florida game, but in the middle, they've got to go, you know, at Wake Forest there, at Pitt. Um, it, it's not the, you know, they didn't, it's going to be a challenging, uh, schedule, but for, in terms of the overall team, I mean, they got Keon Coleman from Michigan state, uh, fantastic grab out of the portal to, you know, add to an even more loaded yeah, offense, all the returning. I think the defense would be good enough. Um, for me, they're the team to beat, baby. I know there's so there's a lot of Clemson fans out there, uh, you know, they run around in our circle for me. Um, I think they are the the team to beat here in the ATC. Uh, it doesn't set, I think Clemson's, you know, set up in terms of their schedule sets up a little bit nicer. Obviously, they bring Florida State in, but um, to me, uh, I, I think they're the team to beat. I think they're the best team in the conference, uh, and they would be the team that I think will uh, will get it done and win the conference. Yeah, you're not going to get a disagreement with me. I mean, I, I also bet Florida State to win the conference. I bet both teams at uh, plus money to, to win the conference. Uh you know, I bet Jordan Travis to win the Heisman, and it was one of my bigger Heisman bets. So that's how much I like him at, at quarterback. So you're not going to get too much disagreement w- from me. And also, maybe you kind of got to like Florida State in the rematch. I don't like them to go into Clemson. Obviously, Clemson's about a three-point favorite in that one. I think deservedly so. It's a fair line. I haven't bet that one. Uh, in the rematch, you know, may- maybe you got to like Florida State in that one on a neutral setting uh, in the ACC championship game. So and, you know, my question is, you know, if you like them so much, are we going over nine and a half here? Because that's relatively widely available, over nine and a half wins for the Knolls. You know, I I, I, I like the – the I, I haven't placed it personally because I know, you know schedule-wise because, you know, this is a team that could come out to uh, the, the gates two and two and still, yeah. you know, still go on to win the ACC. In the, but, um, I mean, obviously you, you've got LSU and you've got a road game at Clemson to start the season. Uh and then, your, you know, your margin of error would be, you know, kind of zero going from there. So I haven't placed it. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, if I'm, you know, out there betting, was looking for more of the, you know, the, the an ACC number that was getting up, uh, was, you know, was hoping for a little better uh, price, even though it's kind of fluctuated depending on where you're at between them and Clemson. I haven't placed it. Uh, it would be a lean for me, uh, but not something I've invested in personally. So I, and we'll see if you disagree. I'm going to give Zach homework throughout the, this broadcast, but I think, like that one of the better conference future positions that you can take portfolio is I like Clemson. You like Florida state. I'm not, you know, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on Clemson, why you're not liking them, but I also like Florida state. Why do, are we not? And I've done this already. Let's just bet the best number we can find conference future for both teams. I'll be stunned. And you're going to, we're going to get plus more than 150 on both teams. Uh, let's just make those two bets. We expect either Florida state or Clemson to win the league. And, well, I think we take a very profitable position there. Do you disagree with that? 
No, no disagreement. I mean, they pro- as you said, now without the division, they probably play each other. And even if they don't, one of them gets there and then is a big favorite over, uh, you know, whoever yeah, whoever else gets in there. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. This is kind of a, a very cut and dry uh, at, at the top delineation there, um, especially because we're, we'll get in with these next few teams. Uh, I, I'm not a big buyer on. So, no, you got no disagreement for me on that position. So, again, Zach, that is Clemson, Florida State, best future, conference future odds to, to win the ACC. We'll take both Florida State, Clemson there at, you know, as long as we can find plus 150 or, or more on both. Uh, let, let's talk uh, Clemson. Well, I am a big believer in Clemson this year. I, I, I like the fact that finally Dabble realized that, hey, huh, maybe I need to change up some things. I like him to change up his position as far as his stance on the transfer portal a little bit, but he does go outside the quote-unquote family as far as offense coordinator, brings in Garrett Riley from TCU. I think that'll be much needed considering what we've seen from that Clemson offense the last couple of years. Uh, Sands Trevor Lawrence. Kate Klubnick, I expect to be improved as a sophomore compared to what he was at the end of last season as a freshman. Will Shipley still there at running back. Offensive line is okay. I don't know if it's as good as what they had three, four years ago. Uh, wide receiver position is not as good as what they had when they were winning national champ championships uh, in 2016 and 18. I will give you that. Defense side of the ball, I think the front seven is, is good. As anybody in the country, Sands, Georgia. So I like that. I think the secondary is improved uh, just because they'll stay healthier than what they were a year ago. And the major th- reason why I'm a believer in Clemson, I mean, that, their toughest games are at home this year. Sands, uh, you know, at South Carolina in the finale. They get North Carolina, Florida State, Notre Dame all at home. They'll be highly motivated, particularly in that Notre Dame game. And they've only lost one home game. <laughs> I mean, going back to 2016 at the end of that season. So, uh, I did play over nine and a half. You can still find that. Uh, I think it's going to be juiced up there a little bit. I would recommend that over nine and a half. I just don't see them tripping up three times. Maybe someone catches them. Maybe two teams catch them uh, and they don't live up to expectations, but I still think over nine and a half is a solid bet. Tell me why, you know, I shouldn't be, you know, smoking all this uh, Clemson uh, and, you know, love. And, <laughs> smoking and, and, and the Clemson this. back. I, so I will say, here's here's what I think there's a, a separation between you know, betting over nine and a half and then, you know, to win the ACC, which I don't mind versus this team being a national title contender, which I don't yeah. believe. So, um, you know, I, I think they're, I, and I so much riding on Garrett Riley coming in and fixing this offense, which was just morbid a season ago, even when club, and I know a lot of people are banging the drunk club, but he was in there and I know he, he should look better this year, year progression, much better off as a coordinator. I don't know. I still need to see something from him that makes me think that he's a, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, a special college talent, um, which, which Good point. I, I got to believe it to see it. And I say so some of the offensive line, the wide receiver talent, as you mentioned, I don't think is is anywhere in the elite realm. Defense should be good, even though it did lose, uh, you know, a couple of their elite players to the draft last year. But again, still should be very good. But I don't think in terms of this team's ceiling, I think it's a, you know, a 10 and two, an ACC title, uh, you know, a fringe playoff, even if they got in the playoff, do I see this team competing with the elites of the college football? I just don't see it. I think they're kind of a step below all those. So for me, it's none of the, you know, a, a, you know, national title or any of that stuff. I I am a a pass on. If you want to tell me that nine and a half though, and and kind of building the portfolio with them in the ACC, totally fine with that. But um, I think they're a little bit below Florida state at that I got to tell you, 
too much juice for me. It's too much juice for me. If you still want it, if they get, I'm not laying nah, minus nah, one seventy. Nah, nah, there'll be a, there's other bets. We'll have a few season win total bets again. Uh, best numbers, you know, building the the, the position here. Uh, you know, Florida State plus one eighty five at FanDuel, plus one fifty five for Clemson, Bent Rivers, Camby books. Uh, we're going to build a portfolio of that to win the ACC. I love that position, Florida State and Clemson to win the conference. I, you know, I, I'm I'm saying it multiple times because I can't recommend it enough. That's probably I bet like 35 conference conference futures, and I feel very confident that uh, with my ACC portfolio among any of the conferences. Let's talk a couple of teams that can maybe make a run at it. Uh, you know, I think we're going to have some disparity uh, here, and maybe our positions or our thought processes. I'll start with North Carolina. I know there's some disagreement with the market. I bet an early over eight. I just, uh, you know, outside of a road trip to Clemson, I don't think they're, you know, worse than than hardly any of the teams on their schedule. I think it's a relatively manageable schedule. I don't like the coaching. I know you can expound on how much you hate Gene Chizik on the defense side of the ball. <laughs> One thing I do love, I love Drake May, a quarterback. Um, obviously, right there with Caleb Williams is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Uh you know, offensively, even though they lose the OC, I think they'll be just fine on that side of the ball. I like a couple of their transfer wide receivers that they're bringing in. Uh, I like the overall talent level of the team. Keep in mind, their senior, junior, and sophomore classes were all ranked in the top 15. The question is, are they getting developed, particularly on the defense side of the ball? Not sure that's the case, but, I mean, this was a nine-win team a year ago. I think they can be possibly a nine-win team this year, uh, again, with Drake May back at quarterback. What say you? You want you know what? We might have our first head to head here, baby. Uh, right. And our first, you know, it's good. It's good. We we're in the, you know, we we're all in lockstep on the Pac-12. We've been in lockstep so far. I'm a, I'm a fader of this UNC team. Uh, I agree with you on the recruiting rankings that you know they're in terms of uh, the talent they they've been able to bring in and Drake May and all that. I don't believe in this coaching staff, and I think I mean they've got some games here, uh, especially in the early slate. I don't think they match up too well against. I'll be honest. I mean, App State coming in, Minnesota, uh, and yeah, then at Pitt. You know, this, this is very tough for uh, September. You know, as tough as anybody gonna, in the country. Say, I, I, sometimes I say crazy stuff on this podcast, as we know. I wouldn't be surprised if after four weeks this team was sitting at one and three. I tell you, I wouldn't be surprised of that. I'm not a team. Do you like them again? Do you I like South Carolina against them? I, I, you know what? I think a little bit of a coin flip. There. I know that's a, you know taking a little back and forth. Um, but I, you know, even if they get that game, I think the next three are going to be, you know, really tough games. So yeah, um, stay. Come on, man, they're going to be a double hey, favorite. Physical team, baby. That's the this. I don't think this Gene Chizik defense. I, first of all, I can't believe he's still the DC after this. I don't believe in his defense. They lost even. I don't believe in the talent level of the defense. Even if some of the some of the guys have transferred out, uh, I'm not a Chizik believer. Uh, I, I just again, I think it, it takes too much. Uh, Drake May Wizardry to keep this going. Obviously, with Longo going out the door, so I'm not about. I don't believe in uh, you know the direction that they're they're heading under the Mac. I just am not a believer in where the program's at. Not a believer in the defense. Not a believer in the coaching staff and the schedule. Even though they uh, you know they don't have Florida State, they've got a really tough non-con. Um, and then some games, you know, at NC State, at Clemson, uh, you know, even in a couple of tricky at Miami, at Georgia. Hey. I, I think this is a, uh, you know, a six or seven win team, not a nine win team. Uh, Zach, uh, whatever you think the fair number is, eight, eight and a half. It looks like it's going to be eight and a half. I'll take over. He can go under. Uh, I did, you know, full disclosure. I bet over eight on uh, that, but I'm looking at the schedule. I just, I don't see 
Clemson's the surefire loss. Now, I don't think they have – there's a bunch of games that could be toss-ups, but I got the better quarterback in, in all those games, in my opinion, provided he stays healthy. So, all right, eight and a half. Not one of my favorite positions to be going against you, Kanish, on this one because I think <laughs> there's some very sharp people that took the eight and a half there. But I, I'll go ahead and take under eight and a half. You take uh, – uh, I'll take over eight and a half. You take under eight and a half. That'll be a head-to-head bet there uh, for shits and giggles here. Uh, let's talk a few other teams, which, uh, you know, we're not going to break down all 14 teams because I just – I don't think the league is over, overwhelmingly interesting, uh, especially when you're so top-heavy. Uh, Louisville, a team that I think almost everyone agreed on was not priced a- appropriately, at least at the start, a couple months yeah. ago, when their win total opened up at 7.5 because I think all of us agree that the Jeff Prom hire is a home run. Can't think of anybody better for the job. I also don't think that people understand that not only for this year, but moving along towards the future, Louisville's got deep pockets. So you're going to be seeing Louisville winning some of these recruiting battles uh, for some high four stars, maybe a borderline five-star player every now and then with Brom, just because, you know, it's about NIL. Uh, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised. They just got a kid, out of, you know, out of Miami, Florida, an edge player that, that's reclassifying for this year, uh, a high four-star kid. Uh Schedule-wise, very beneficial, uh, and that's why a lot of us were, were betting over seven and a half. There's just not a lot of surefire losses on on the schedule uh, the, 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 when you look at it. So I think it's a great fit. Plummer's not a great quarterback, but he knows the system transferring because uh, you know from Cal he played under it when, when he was at Purdue. Uh, what's I don't know. I just think that they, they've upgraded the coaching staff. Schedule's nice over seven and a half, not a, no longer available. I'm not running to bet over eight and a half. I can tell you that, but uh, what's it? Were you part of this Louisville money? No, I like, I agree with on that seven and a half open. It's as you said, schedule very, very opportunistic here. They miss Florida State and Clemson and that. Now, as you yep. said, just, there's not many games where you're like, you know, absolute, you know, loss there and that. The problem would be that, you know, I don't, as you said, in terms of the roster, I would have liked to see what, you know, Jeff Brown could have done here, uh, you know, some years prior with the Louisville team that I think had better players and significantly underperformed under Satterfield. Um, I just think it's going to a little bit of time for them to really be, and that, that's not me saying, you know, I want to take a, an under position um, because I, like, I mean, you saw what, you know, Brown did last year at Purdue taking a team, uh, you know, to the Big Ten championship yeah. game there. That uh, that was by no means the most talented team in that, that division, um, but it's going to take a little bit. I think they'll obviously have some, uh, you know, easier to recruit at, at Louisville and Purdue. As you said, they've got some, some they're rejecting some cash into the program. Uh, I mean, you know, not, I mean, you get Murray State here, you get Indiana, who's, a, you know, a corpse in the Big Ten, so... Very, very opportunistic, uh, you know, year for them. I mean, it could be a sneaky team if things break right. You know, could they get, the, you know, nine to ten wins, ten and two, maybe an ACC title game berth? Sure. It's just I wish they had a little bit more uh, on both sides of the ball for me to feel like, uh, you know, I'd want to go out and back them uh, at the current prices or at an ACC, you know, title game price. Obviously, early market was was wrong, but at what we're staring at now, uh, it, it's a no-play me just based off, as you said, not Jack Plummer, you know, you know, I just would have loved to say they've had some crazy wide receiver talent, Malik Cunningham, you know, if they had uh, some of that stuff again, uh, you know, coming back, I just think there's going to be a, you know, a year of roster turnover here that uh, Rob needs to bring in some more players. Keep an eye on uh, Jamari Thrash, a wide receiver. I thought Rob did do a good job in the portal top 10 transfer class. Uh, he had to, cause they only have 10 returning starters. So yeah. uh, that's a kid to keep an eye on. Uh, but yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm not, I'm not recommending it now. It's just mispriced at the open. And I am more of a buyer of Louisville. 
I think it's going to be a consistent top 25 program moving forward under Brown. You look what he inherited at Purdue and what he did at Purdue. I know people are like, oh, he's right around 500. Well, yeah, he inherited like an 8-36 and 36 Purdue team the, the previous five years and made him 500. So uh, you can only imagine what he could do with, with an underperforming Louisville program since, uh, you know, obviously Lamar Jackson graduated uh, several years ago. Let's talk Miami, another kind of a lightning rod program uh, under Mario Cristobal uh, here. A disaster, to say the least, in year one. I mean, this is a program – that covered one game against FBS opponents. They failed to cover by an average of 12 points per game. You want to talk about falling short of expectations. You know, obviously, the the the, the, the state mark uh, loss was losing to Middle Tennessee, getting dominated as a 25-point favorite in that game to Middle Tennessee. Not even that great of a Middle Tennessee team, uh, to say the least. We're not competitive in many of the ACC games. Clemson, Florida State absolutely drilled them. I am here to tell you they are improved. I like what he did. Obviously, recruiting, that's what he's known for. Uh, they did some good uh, good job in the portal, I thought. I think Tyler Van Dyke being healthy, getting your buddy speed and space out of there, uh, oh, as far as Josh Gaddis and you know, <laughs> <laughs> removing him from the mix, I think is going to be uh, addition by subtraction there. I, you know, if there's a team that has the talent level to make a run, are they going to win the ACC championship game against the Florida State or Clemson? No. But could I see them making a surprise appearance out of nowhere or, or winning eight, nine games? I'm not opposed to this Miami team. What say you? You know what? This is kind of what I would like. The uh, And I'm all for players getting their own, getting money. I don't mind any of that. Stuff. I'm not, you know, one of those old men that, oh, they're at a game. I think this is the danger of when you're you're taking a bunch of talent that is like coming to you based on money. They're not coming for program. They're not coming. They're coming. I think Texas A&M is where you know they ran through this the first couple of years when it was like, okay, now we can pay guys. Let's go buy up whoever wants to come here for money. And you, you know you you kind of uh, didn't establish uh, you know a football coach. It's it just feels to me like they're they're not a serious football program. Like I need to, and I agree with you. Like just players on the field uh they'll be better getting rid of uh god you know josh gaddis uh you know as you said addition by subtraction i don't care who that shannon dawes i'm not i don't have a huge opinion of them i like them better than josh gaddis so i'll give you that i don't matter yeah. that what um because i mean their organization on offense under him was just embarrassing so um yeah i think they'll be better but am i uh you know a total believer in this program you know they play at they they like no fan base there's nobody there yeah. i don't think the program itself and even though crystal ball is a great recruiter in terms of like establishing a culture like it just it feels a like the it just a very unserious program where guys aren't you know you go to alabama or a georgia or a michigan it's like an you like being on an nfl team in terms of their discipline their strength coordinator all that stuff this feels like uh you know a bunch of you know mercenaries that came in to take a bag and they're you know they really taking it so I'm just not a buyer in, in, in the staff for the program right now, um, even though obviously they should have better players than most of the teams are going to go up against. Mention a few other teams that, that, that catch my fancy a little bit. Let's talk Duke. Uh, yeah, now we're not talking ACC basketball. Here. We're talking a team that won nine games in football a year ago uh, under a first-year coach in Mike Elko. They overachieved by anybody's stretch of the imagination. I like what I see as far as returning production. I like Mal Mike Elko quite a bit. I like Riley Leonard at quarterback. I think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. What I don't like about Duke this year is the strength of schedule, going from not playing Clemson, 
Florida State. Let's throw Notre Dame in the mix because they play a bunch of ACC teams every year. They didn't play any of those teams. Now all of a sudden they play all those teams this year. And I just think, how do they handle expectations? Is everybody going to be, you know, chalking them up as a W or are they going to take Duke seriously this year? I think that does matter as far as preparation. I think everybody plays hard once the game kicks off for the most part. But what are you doing in preparation? They're not taking Duke lightly this year. So I know there's some resistance in the marketplace, but even though I think they're a better team than a year ago and won nine games a year ago, I I took under six and a half. Uh, so let's say you on the Blue Devils. Yeah, schedule, obviously, murderer's row there. Uh, and a team that, you know, with a bunch returning uh, and a good coaching staff that it's it's still just going to make it tough to achieve, you know, anything remotely close to what they were good. Now, I know you were a uh, a – a week one fader there with with Clemson coming in. I, I that is it's all number uh, man. I took nine and a half. I went better now. Yeah, yeah. I was in a fast. I'm honestly, honestly, with like there's I know some thirteens out there. I honestly lean lean. You like you, Duke in that one? I'm not as bullish on Clemson as most. I but I, I would, uh, but at a fourteen, I, let me tell you, something, I'm a buyer at Duke on a fourteen. Right. Uh, we will see. Couple- we will see what happens there because I'll, I'll I'll go against you on that one. Okay, okay, a little weak one now here. We've got we've got some men mixing it up with the Dukies, but now granted, now after that, even if they drop, they you know, have got the Lafayette, the Corps of Northwestern, UConn there to kind of get it rolling. Obviously, you know, once it gets into the ACC, it's going to be tough. Um, but I'm kind of you know I lean towards just you know believing in the returner, believing in this coaching staff. Um, Again, it's really going to come down, you know, that middle of the schedule there is going to be, you know, with tough Notre Dame and Florida State and that Louisville there. It's like, can they can they clean up that in that, you know, the Lafayette Northwestern and uh, Connecticut games and then finish on the back end strong? So it's tough. They don't have elite level talent. I believe in the staff. Um, to be honest with you, gun to my head, I'd probably, you know, would even uh, go a oppo on there and lean over with, a, you know, a thinking they can get to seven and five. But it's not something that that I back there. I would need it to come down even a little bit more there before I'd I'd go there. But um, yeah, it's it's a program that I, I kind of believe in. But as again, ceiling wise, they're not going to win the ACC. And as you said, they've they've got just a bunch of rough games here, uh, you know, at the the front end and the back end. I'm going to talk a little bit Pittsburgh, and then I'll open the floor to you, any teams. I think we're going to have maybe possibly a position on Syracuse, uh, fading them, uh, hint, hint there. Uh, but Pitt team, you know, I'm not a big Narduzzi guy. I think he's a meathead, obviously. But, yep. man, I, for what they recruit and what they end up developing on the defensive side of the ball, they do it about as well as anybody. I mean, for what they put in the pros, <laughs> bring in three stars, they you know, they leave as four stars. So I, I do think that they, they do a good job there. Jerkovic, I think, will be an upgrade at quarterback. He, he goes back to where, you know, who was his offense coordinator at Boston College, Signetti. I mean, his best year was a couple of years ago when, when those two were paired together. Uh, I think it's a – I don't think it's a high-ceiling team, but I think it's a low floor uh, – a high-floor team, I should say. So not a high-ceiling, but a high-floor. I did bet over six and a half. Did, did you take part in that? Uh, you know, I haven't invested, uh, you know, in any of the regular season win stuff, but I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think, you know, last year when Nardog was like, we're going, you know, we had the great Mark Whipple, Kenny Pickett season. And I was like, yeah. and then he's like, wow, we got to go back to run the ball. And I was like, I was down on Pitt last year based on some of that philosophy, but then they come in and they have another, uh, you know, a, a great year to back it up. And, you know, they, as you said, they, the defense still plays well. Um, they kind of, you know, they recruit better than a lot of, you know, it's kind of that uh, that middle tier in the ACC. I agree with, I can't go too against it. I know some people uh, that I've been 
uh, you know, get down for like that that pit minus one at West Virginia, and I think it's week three there. And I know you're a little higher yeah. in West Virginia than um, some others. Even even myself, I'm not you know too down as down on West Virginia as some others. Uh, but that was one you know a game a year that that I know some people that uh, that I was betting for uh, liked. But I agree, they seems like an, I you know a T. I agree, court a little bit of a quarterback upgrade. You know the defense is going to be solid. Uh, they play a brand of football that I think is tough for a lot of the the ACC team, the lower tier to go against. So, yeah, I don't mind, uh, you know, the six. I'm not, you know, super bullish on them. But, again, are they they're a team that's going to, you know, go three, four? No, I, I think they'll be kind of in that, you know, six to eight win range where uh, where Narduzzi kind of, you know, butters his bread there. Yeah, I don't know if six, of, six and a half is still available. If it is, I think it might be juiced out. But if you can find it, I think that's worth a, a bet there on, on Pittsburgh over. Uh, there you go, Zach. <laughs> yeah, not – recommending minus 190 back. <laughs> Nardog's all right. He's won 20 games the last two years, but I'm not laying 190 in a pro uh, Nardog situation uh, there. So no, we'll, we'll pass on that one. Let's talk a few of the other teams uh, in, in the league at the, at the bottom half here. Uh, Syracuse, if we can find six and a half, I'd like to go under six and a half. I think, I'm with you, you know, obviously they overachieved last year. Then the schedule, the injuries, the lack of depth caught up with them. They lose a lot. They lose both coordinators, which I think is the devastating blow for them. Uh, cause, cause I liked who they had at coordinators, both OC and DC a year ago. I don't believe in, in Syracuse too much this year. I think they're six and six team at best. So if we can find that, I go under, uh, are, are you in agreement there? No, totally. Uh, I'm with you now. Granted they, you know, I had a couple of cupcakes to start on the schedule, but I, I don't see seven wins coming back again with the coordinator turnover, the quarterback turnover. They lose their best player in Sean Tucker, uh, not and and just an area that uh, you know. If I want to get let Dino off the hook, it's like impossible to recruit you know, that upstate New York to keep the talent inflow coming. Uh, they never are going to have that. Uh, they've even got you know an Army game, which would be tough for them. Uh, they have Clemson and Florida State and at UNC uh, and Pitt and Wake. Um, I, I don't see it. I think it's a six win at Mac and wouldn't be surprised me if they were, you know, uh, a four and eight type team. Um, Cause there, there are some toss up games that uh, I think could go their way or not go their way towards the end of the year. So, um, you know, outside of those, you know, a couple of cupcake wins to start the year, I think it's going to be a rough year for them. Uh, so yeah, under six and a half there. I don't see, I don't see that anyway. They repeat seven. Yeah. Shout out to Zach there for that under six and a half uh, or for, for Syracuse under six and a half. Let's talk a few other teams, ACC, getting back to it here. Uh, Wake Forest loses Sam Hartman, but and I've seen some anti-Wake Forest sentiment out there. I don't like going against uh, Dave Clawson, who I think is one of the very best in college football for getting as much bang for his buck. Uh, you know, if it, you're telling me it's six, I, I'm certainly not interested in that. We've seen some friends of the program tailgates uh, under six and a half. I can see it as far as my numbers, but – I, I, I personally have not bet that one. Uh, I just don't like fading Dave Clawson. And I think they're still okay at quarterback and wide receiver uh, as far as that mesh offense goes. Uh, Virginia Tech has fallen on hard times, to say the least. Uh, they're off their worst season in 30 years. They'll be improved, but I don't see them making a bowl. Virginia is as bad as any Power 5 program in the country right now. Both, you know, had the, the unfortunate incident off the field last year. Uh, Georgia Tech. I don't see it with a first-year coach. Boston College, this could be it for Halfley, a guy that I think will be out of work for a couple of days uh, if he gets fired there because I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. 
anybody, NC State, I forgot. I mean, I, I think of all the teams that we haven't mentioned yet, they got the best shot of at least making a little bit of noise, but I'm not a huge Brennan Armstrong fan. Any teams that you, uh, you know, got involved with as far as bets? No, I saw, you know, there's some interesting back and forth there on Wake First. I know uh, 10 and some others were on the under six and a half. Right angle comes back on the over six. Uh, again, no position for me on them. But uh, I, I agree with you on, uh, you know, not wanting to bet against that coaching staff there. Uh, Tony Yelly, I think the under three and a half are juice uh, now. But on Virginia, I just think that uh, that program under him and the kind of their channel of losing even Brennan Armstrong there. Uh, it just seems like a dead team walking uh, at Virginia. I'm a little bit higher on Georgia Tech uh, than, uh, you than, you know, some, I think, um, you know, even though where you get uh, some potential, there, it looks like they're kind of changing up the scheme a little bit to, to go a little bit more, uh, you know, physicality they want to bring in. Now, whether that works or not, we'll see. But, um, you know, I, I liked after they got rid of Brunt Keaton there, they, they, you know, kind of have a uh, – a potential to be maybe a little bit of an overachiever this year would be the one uh, of that bottom tier that um, I think could make some noise, not in terms of like winning the conference or anything, but some noise. But I think we're, we're in locks up there that of Syracuse being a fade um, and Virginia being a, a fade and, and Boston College being on uh, having really hard times there. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, a couple of those programs where where the ceilings and, and kind of the talent they can is, is just is tough. Um so yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, hey, hey, we'll see what uh, we'll see what can happen for the bottom here. But I, this is another one where we talked about, you know, in the Pac-12 not having any teams, any long shots that can make any noise. I can't even. I can't give you one in good conscience here that that anyone yeah. at the bottom that that has like a you know a realistic. If you wanted to, you know, people to NC State or Miami or those or a sprinkle, I've seen some people. Not for me. I think the only one that made any sense was the early Louisville prices, which we said aren't around anymore. There's just yep. nobody here at the bottom that that has a realistic shot. I sprinkled a little bit of pizza money on Miami, twenty-eight to one. But I mean, I have this pizza money there again. I I love our Florida State Clemson position. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, if you can shop around, find possibly an over four on Georgia Tech. I have made that bet personally. Last I saw, uh, you know, Circa might have had it, but if there's not a four available, uh, that. Uh, shop around uh, circa might have that i, agree. I, I haven't i've been on vacation juice. so uh <laughs> i haven't checked in the entire season win total board in a, in, in a little bit but that's the last place that i saw it still had a, over four there if you're really into shopping around i think that's a, a decent bet to make there uh so we got syracuse under we got yep. that in the book we got our two conference futures uh we got a nice head-to-head -head north carolina i like that I think that's enough action for, for, for the ACC, a conference that, you know, in my, I haven't talked about this, but I mean, I think the PAC 12 is better than the ACC. I think the big 12 is more balanced than the ACC. Obviously the SEC and big 10 are better than this conference. I mean, I think it's the worst power five conference right now, particularly you get past the top two. Do you agree with that? No, I'm with that. They, you know what? They really, in terms of like the business strategy of college football, they really screwed up with that long-term yeah, deal where they didn't add anybody to the conference. They like, made the TV deal way too far out. And that's created the opportunity for the SEC and the Big Ten to come in and then, you know, do the recruiting to invest the conference and, you know, up, up the TV deals. And so in terms of the finances, they're just – they're losing the battle here. And now even seeing the – even with the Pac-12 somehow is, uh, you know, with a lot of good uh, coaching hires and recruiters uh, turned it. So I agree with you. They're – 
they're the worst power five conference right now. And, and probably on the decline in terms of this might be a conference, who knows, you know, what the, what the future looks like of it. Uh, especially if, you know, a couple of their top teams get poached. So yeah, they, it's, it's falling on some hard times now for a lot of programs. So uh, it would be one where, where I'm not sure what the, you know, the future of this looks like. Agree. Could see easily see a Florida State or Clemson getting poached to the SEC. There's talk of maybe a couple of teams getting poached to, to the Big Ten. So, uh, yeah, they, they, I don't think the future's that great. Uh, and, you know, outside of Clemson and Florida State, I just don't see it at, at a lot of these places here. I will say, though, we'll end a little bit on a positive. I try, I did a lot of these stadiums. Uh, my stadium tour was a bunch of ACC schools. Beautiful area of the country, the Virginias, the Carolinas. I love, I, I'll give a positive there uh, on the tour. Uh, I've been in worse parts, uh, to, to say the least. But uh, do you have any closing thoughts? No, I uh, yeah, I think we got some good action here uh, on this one, and it'll be a uh, you know probably a chalky conference, but I think uh, some you know some interesting storylines here to see if anybody can kind of step up and challenge the two big dogs. Uh, but uh, no, that's uh, it's a good one uh, to, to wrap up here for now. Guys, make sure you're subscribed to Hit the Books YouTube channel so you get notified in real time whenever a new episode drops or we go live. If you enjoy our content, please smash the like button. If you're listening in audio form, please rate and review five stars. You can also follow us on Twitter at Hit the Books and at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. For the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. For our producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips, I'm Brad Powers. You just watched Hit the Books. <laughs>